Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get free download and free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we'll be reviewing... The 1517 to Paris, and The Peter Rabbit. Enjoy the show. As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And here we go. Ozzy, how you doing? Um, you know, I'm just gonna be honest. Um, I'm exhausted. But what else is new? Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty tired too. But it is what it is. We are gonna dive into um, man, some rough movies. And to help us with that, you might be hearing from some background noise, and we apologize for that. And that is because our guest is driving at the moment, and that is our guest, Brianna. Brianna, how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm pretty exhausted. I've been up since five. Fun. <laughs> I don't like getting up at five. Yeah, I don't think anybody likes getting up that early. Uh, but I, I absolutely people. hate getting I'm up that early. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so are you guys excited to talk about some awesome movies? <laughs> uh, I would be. <laughs> Yeah, me too. There was anything good. We could talk about awesome movies. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it comes with the territory. We get to or we go and see all the movies. So sometimes we see some great ones that nobody's actually going out to see. And sometimes we see some awful ones that nobody's going out to see. And good for them that they're not going out to see them. So we're going to start with The 1517 to Paris, and this is one that I actually did not see, so I dodged a bullet with this one um, that I'm gathering from Brianna's written review. <laughs> I dodged a bullet, but uh, I also saw another one that Ozzy didn't see, so <laughs> I guess we're even. But how about uh, The 1517 to Paris? What did you guys think about it, Ozzy? Oh, man. Um, this is, this is going to be kind of hard to to review just because the actual people that that saved these people like the actual heroes are in this movie they play themselves so it, it's going to be kind of hard to review it just because i don't want to again when i emphasize in these reviews i don't like it's not that i go into a movie wanting it to be bad okay i'm spending over an hour in the theater i think i want it to be good if i'm going to give an hour of my life to, the, to this movie um this is a movie I particularly don't want to trash just because of the situation surrounding it. Um, but I'm going to start off with the script. And Carlos is, I, I can't really go too, too positive um, just because there's really nothing positive about this movie. I don't know, Brianna, do you agree with that? Um, I, I think this, this film is fair game. Personally, I, I started off my my written with my written review by saying none of this reflects poorly on what the what the heroes in the film actually did. 
obviously I have nothing but respect for the people who were involved in the original, you know, rescue, the original, you know, sacrifice. I have nothing but respect for them. Uh, but, you know, I was talking with my brother once the movie was over and he, he said that, you know, the movie was made to honor these, these heroes. And because of that, it was beyond reproach. And I said, no, if you were going to honor somebody by making them something creative, you would want to make it good. So if you, you know, I think this movie is totally fair game, not because it, not, you know, I, I would say for the same reason, because it carries more significance than most other movies, I would say it's subject to even more criticism. And so I, I would say I, I feel like I can be as harsh as I care to be. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, okay, one of the things that people will say about this movie is the performances are not good. Now, this was a really ballsy move by Clint Eastwood, a movie that I kind of respect because, you know, there's not other movies that do this where they actually put the real life uh, heroes to play themselves. It's a ballsy move, but I respect the move. But it wasn't a good move because the acting was bad. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say the script was bad. Like I said earlier before, I mean, Man, I didn't really care for a lot of the conversation that was going on. I mean, there was, I will, I will say there was a third of the movie where one of these guys was just taking selfies. And I could have swore the movie was trying to promote selfie sticks and selfies and posting stuff just because of how much this guy just wanted to post everything. Um, when it comes to the, the actual story, I mean, I'll say like some of the stuff in the train that takes place gets like pretty gritty. Um, but other than that, I mean, in the beginning of the film, they kind of cut it back to the train, to their childhood, back to the train, to their adulthood. Um, that was so frustrating. Yes, it really was frustrating. Because none of the childhood stuff felt relevant at all. And it was just like, okay, you know, it's kind of like going to a restaurant and you just, you keep eating salad in preparation for, like, the steak. And they keep, like, bringing the steak to your table and then setting it down. And you're like, okay, I'm getting ready for the main course. And then they take it away and bring the salad back. And you're like, wait a minute, I've already had... I'm already I'm already made eye contact with the good part. Why are you taking it away from me? And then you eat salad again for 25 minutes. It's just... It's very frustrating. Yeah, it was. I mean, because none of the stuff was relevant to the actual story. Um, like, I, I feel like we didn't need to know that they were childhood friends in the beginning. It did nothing for the end result. Um, the, a lot of the stuff that was leading to it didn't, like, again, it, no, nothing that happened prior mattered at that point to the, to the actual train, to the situation in the train itself. Which is, I mean, I understand like doing a movie like this is difficult to make, and if you're gonna make a movie about this, then fine. But you have to have me care for the characters, and a lot of the stuff that was just going on was just boring. I didn't care for half the stuff that was going on in there, except for the actual um, event that was going on. Um, I didn't, I didn't care. Like they were doing this European trip, and they were talking about doing like other things, and they would meet random people, talk to random people. And again, I didn't care, 
the actual event only lasts for about five minutes, and then that's it. So, overall, this movie is just about guys who have a Europe trip. And, I mean, that it's one thing to make a movie about the men who, you know, went through with the with the rescue it, that's that's one thing um i don't think there's a problem with you know detailing the life story of the men who um you know went through with this rescue but i do think there's a problem with marketing it like the rescue is the main event in the film and like the rescue is relevant to anything that they show you and because normally you, you know, you're making a, a film that's that's focused around this this rescue that they did. You know, the fact that they stopped this terrorist from killing all these people on the train. And if it's supposed to be a life story movie about these three men and it's supposed to be hinging on the terrorist attack, you would imagine that there's some kind of thematic importance. You know, there's something that keeps pointing forward to this, like, you know terrorist attack that they're going to stop and that would bring it to completion at the end of the film and it didn't feel like there was anything any kind of major theme they mentioned a couple things here and there but it was so watered down and so surrounded by things like scenes that felt completely irrelevant that it didn't make any kind of impact it was just really frustrating to watch especially since it was not marketed as like a life story film, it was marketed. They, if you look at the poster for the like failed Neeson thriller, The Commuter, and you look at the poster for the 1517 to Paris, they look very similar. And they're both about trains. So it, it was kind of marketed. And also half of the, basically half of the footage of the terrorist attack in the film is used in the trailer, in the long trailer for the movie. So it's, this film was a, was a, not even a tragic victim. It was a regular victim of terrible marketing. Cause I think anyone who went to see it and paid attention to the trailer and the poster came away thinking, wow, there was almost nothing of importance going on in that movie. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, because I would see, like, I'd see TV spots, and you'd just see, you'd see uh, Spencer Stone running towards the guy, and it was supposed to be, like, this dramatic thing, and that's what they that's what they marketed, and that's what we didn't get until, like, the last five minutes of the movie. Um, yeah, uh, the way this film was edited was bad. I don't know. I don't know what happened in this production with Clint Eastwood. I really don't know. Um, I don't understand what went wrong with the film because <laughs> um, those last two films have been pretty good. So I don't know how he goes from that and drops all the way down to to where to where this film is. This is one of the worst films of the year, and I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I didn't I, I didn't want to I don't want to say it. I mean, right now, like I already have my rating on. I was looking at. I was like, oh boy, I I hope there's stuff that's worse than this because. Um, it's it's not looking good. Um, but this it's tragic because these guys deserve better. Um, these these guys do deserve a lot better. That they deserve a better good. film. But absolutely, yeah, uh, they deserve a better film. And you know, I would think Clint Eastwood would be the guy to go for it. You know, because he's been doing movies like this at least 
uh, you know, true, uh, like true stories, uh, true story movies, basically, um, for the past few years. So I would, I mean, if I was to go, I mean, I would have gone for Clint Eastwood myself, but it's just, it's not, it was not a good film, unfortunately. And these guys deserve better for their, for their heroic actions. But, um, yeah, uh, Brianna, do you have your rating? Uh, yeah, I think I gave it a 2.75 because I didn't want to be so harsh just to give it a 2, but it wasn't quite a 3 either. I gave it a 2. I gave it a 2. I, um, again, just I, it felt like more of a promotional movie, for, at least for me, for selfies and selfie sticks. <laughs> it, it did. Yeah, I don't know if you felt the same way, but it did for me because one of the guys was like, hey, man, let's take a selfie. It's like a selfie. Yeah. Picture. Let me get a picture of this. Let me get a picture of that. I was like, I would say is that I noticed halfway through the film how terrible the acting was. Um, But that, my my opinion changed when I saw that it was, you know, the actual heroes portraying themselves. The fact that they did as well as they did not having any kind of professional acting experience is commendable. You know, obviously they lived it so they're closer to the situation. But I, I mean, the fact that there are professional actors in the movie and they did as bad as they did is really disappointing. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the cast right now. I mean, Jenna Fisher. Um, you have Judy Greer, Irene White. I mean, they did horrible. Um, yes. Those Jenna were the. Those Fisher, are... I am. I'm very sad. I'm very saddened by. I was very saddened by her performance because I was watching her in the office earlier that very day. <laughs> and I was just, I, I loved her character and she's so real in that show that it was disappointing to see her. And they didn't even de-age the moms. They didn't. Like, they both played moms and they didn't age the moms. You know what I'm saying? Like, they looked exactly the same. I mean, I thought they were wearing the exact same thing when they were kids. Like when, um, so I don't know. Again, I don't know what happened to these. I don't know what happened to them. It's like to the professional actors. Um, I'm not really gonna trash the 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 soldiers and the soldiers' performance. I'm not gonna do that. They're they're not professional actors. I'm not gonna trash the performances. But uh, yeah. professional actors, y'all need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, this is ridiculous. I will make is that I heard that Alexander Ludwig was considered for the role of Spencer Stone and I love Alexander Ludwig so even though I did enjoy getting to know the real Spencer Stone I also would have enjoyed Alexander Ludwig in the role yeah I mean uh, it's 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 just interesting how they didn't go for professional actors for the for the movie, I mean again, Actually, I think it's a yeah. The guy, uh, 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 not to get into spoiler territory, but there's one main person that is terrorized by the terrorist, and he also played himself. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, honestly, it's just I'm honestly just uh, surprised at this movie. I 
Again, because like, you would think a bold move like that would pay off, you know, at least pay off somewhat, you know, um, at least make it a decent film. But I mean, it, it just it's part of the problem with this movie. The acting does not help, especially with this, with, especially with the script. So the script um, is just yeah. terrible. I mean, yeah. like I said, I, I feel like I can be as critical as I want to be because these heroes deserved a better movie. They really did. Um, I'm just trying to figure out like which script is worse. Fifty Shades Street or this one? Um, I don't know. But, um, okay, we well, if I can weigh in without having seen Fifty Shades, one is made to honor these incredible heroes, <laughs> and the other is made to get off to. So. Yeah, but I mean, this, I mean, look, like I said, like I don't want to think about it, but I just, you know what I mean? Like it just, it happened. <laughs> Like, I wasn't right. expecting to have now, this discussion. Now that we're walking into that territory and I've already given my rating, I think I'm ready to bow out. All right. <laughs> uh, well, Brianna, you've done it again. Thank you for coming on the podcast um, and helping us review one of these movies. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. All right. Uh, so now it is time for me to review Peter Rabbit. You didn't see this one, right, Ozzy? No, but I, I mean, because I was going to try to see it yesterday, but it just, I, there wasn't any time for it. Yeah, understandable. I basically ran out of time to see both of these. So we ended up splitting them, and that's fine, uh, especially when it's a situation like this, when we're pretty sure we're, uh, n- these aren't like movies that are going to be winning any Oscars anytime soon. So let's get into it. Peter Rabbit. Um, this movie is, the best way I can describe this is that it is trying to be, it's trying to be at its best Paddington, but it ends up being its worst thing, which is Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> um, that's what this movie ends up being. That's what it compares more to, uh, because ultimately this movie has the same kind of humor or attempts the same kind of humor as Paddington, where Paddington is a lot of slapstick humor and you enjoy it because you enjoy the characters and specifically the lead character. With this, this is a lot of slapstick humor that sometimes hits, but most of the time doesn't. And you don't like the lead characters. Peter Rabbit himself is really, really um, obnoxious and arrogant. And does he kind of learn a lesson through the movie? Sure. But it's just he's... He's uh, he's a terrible person the entire way through, and I don't like him. And then his rival is really an awful person as well. And it's just like, I don't like any of this. Um, so, like, if you don't care about the characters, then you're not going to care about any of that humor, especially the slapstick uh, ver- of the slapstick variety. Now, I will start positive. Uh, like I said, that there's some moments that work um, when it comes to the humor. There are some gags that work. There is um, a couple of physical humor moments that do work, especially those that um, Donald Gleason really gets into because Donald Gleason is a very good actor. And I was surprised at how good at the physical comedy he was when he really had to sell it. He did. And I enjoyed that aspect of his performance, the over the top cheesy nature of it. Not so much, but the physical comedy aspect of it, I did. Then there is um, Rose Byrne. 
Rose Byrne, I think, is probably one of the most underrated actresses working in Hollywood. Um, I'm not she's not the most underrated, but she's definitely one of. And I think she is really good in this movie, but she doesn't have anything to work with. (laughs) Um, And I also don't think she has very good chemistry with Donald Gleason. So that also didn't help. But other than that, she is a very talented actress. So she's going to make the most of the script that she is given basically every time. Um, That's basically all i got (laughs) um and i'm gonna jump into negatives this movie is completely tone deaf i don't know who they're making this movie for it's another one of the situations where it's supposed to be a comedy it's supposed to be a kid-friendly comedy i think this is aimed at kids but it's got some pretty dark moments like okay spoiler alert it's not really a spoiler because it happens in the first 15 minutes but If you don't want to know anything about this movie, skip ahead like a minute. So they basically, and maybe this is in the trailer, but they basically start out, the rabbits are uh, rivals with this old man in a garden. And basically they kind of, in a way, accidentally kill him. Um, he they don't directly do it like he's just trying to catch them and he has a heart attack so they don't directly do it but they basically killed him okay like what they're doing caused him to have a heart attack so they basically killed him and they even have like a joke where he like the rabbit like pokes him in the eye and goes yep he's dead and then he brags for about three quarters of the movie that he is the one who killed the old man what the frick (laughs) this is a kid's movie (laughs) Like, this movie is so tone deaf, and some of the humor in this movie just, it's like, what were they thinking? This is so terrible. It's, it's just, it's so obnoxious, and it's not only that, like I said, with some of the humor, like, obviously, it's a bunch of slapstick stuff, and if you don't care about the characters, a lot of the time, that's not gonna work, but... It's really over the top and really stupid and silly, and the plot doesn't make all that much sense. And a lot of the story rides on the fact that Donald Gleason and Rose Byrne's character are falling for each other. But the problem is they have zero chemistry, so I don't buy it. And ultimately, it's just, it doesn't, none of this movie works. Like, it really doesn't. And I, I don't know, I just... <laughs> Like, this movie is filled to the brim, filled to the brim with uh, parodies of pop songs with rabbits puns in in the lyrics. And, like, it felt like a musical at times. And this is where it really felt like Alvin and the Chipmunks, where they would just, like, throw in pop songs and change the lyrics up a little bit. And it's like, I don't mind pop songs. Like, I like a lot of pop music. But what are we doing? Like it had no purpose in the movie whatsoever. It was just there to sell soundtracks, but nobody's going to buy the soundtrack. <laughs> and it was there to get people tapping their foot and thinking they're enjoying themselves. And they're really not. This movie is not good on any level. It's actually quite terrible. Um, I'm going to give this movie like a 1.7. It's not don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. Do not take your kids to go see this. See something else, please. I beg of you. See something else. This yeah, movie's I think not Coco's good. still out. So <laughs> take your kids to go see Coco. Yeah. Uh, what? Okay. So I gave this a one point seven. What did you give fifteen seventeen to Paris? I don't think I wrote it down. Sorry. I gave it a two. I wrote it down. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> between this and Fifty Shades, it's also came out this weekend. 
not the greatest weekend at the movies. <laughs> Can we? Is that yeah, fair? It's, it's still. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's a fair comparison, and I feel bad for saying uh, like talking about the script. Uh, you know, comparing it to Fifty Shades of Freed. It's just, it's just. God, I mean, uh, and maybe you have time to watch the movie, Carlos, uh, and, <laughs> and maybe you can put your two cents into it, but script is what really butchers this movie and again i'm not just trying to like i don't want to seem like i'm butchering like what happened but script does not help this movie whatsoever and it's a bummer um talking about 15 70 in the powers and i don't know how you feel about your script um, um <laughs> not good <laughs> we, we might be jumping into 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 worst screenplays territory but you know not not yet not yet yeah. Maybe next year. Maybe maybe this year coming down, we'll we'll talk about it. But um, but definitely, it's it's been a tough year so far for screenplays. So yeah. All right. Well, we didn't say this at the top, and that's my bad. I completely forgot to mention it in the intro. But we are also continuing our road to the Oscars in this episode, and today we're going to be talking about best editing and best visual effects correct visual effects that's what i said right yes yeah. okay so uh ozzy do you have the list up or do i need to pull it up i can pull it up give me one second because i don't think believe i get out of it so right. you want to talk about film editing first yeah let's do film editing all right so for film editing we have baby driver uh paul match matchless and jonathan amos uh we also have dunkirk lee smith I, Tanya, Tatania S. Uh, Regal, um, The Shape of Water, Sydney Wals- Walski, so sorry, and Three Bullet Boards Outside Evan Missouri, John Gundy. All Carlos, right. What do you think about this list? Um, I think this is a pretty solid list. Like, there's, I'm trying to think if there's anything that stands out that shouldn't be there. Baby Driver for editing, I mean, there's no question there like it baby driver is probably my pick to win to be honest um dunkirk is an interesting one i would say yes but i know a lot of people actually hate the way that movie's edited so uh it i guess it depends on your perspective when it comes to dunkirk i tanya is one that i think we might disagree on but i am completely on board with the Itania nomination i love the way they put this movie together um so, I, Tanya, I'm good with. The Shape of Water, that's fine. And Three Billboards, I guess, is fine. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of that movie, uh, clearly. So, I'm obviously going to have a negative thought towards it. But, I don't know. Do you have any that stood out to you that shouldn't be there? Uh, I mean, nothing really stands out in this. I think this is, again, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, this is a pretty solid list. Um, I really don't got nothing to really say uh when it comes to film film editing um i think this is a pretty solid list i I can't really argue with this list i would personally give it to either baby driver or dunkirk uh yeah i i'd probably give it to baby driver um but uh what do you think about the whole dunkirk thing because i know a lot of people really hate the way that movie is edited like people who don't like the movie hate mostly because Number one, there's not many memorable characters, which I guess is a fair criticism, but a lot of people don't like the way they put the movie together with the different timelines and how one of them takes an hour, one of them takes a day, one of them takes a week or whatever it ends up being. I don't remember, but a lot of people don't like the way they put the movie together. But what do you think about that aspect of it? 
I think it makes it very interesting. Me too. You have three, you have three consecutive points in Dunkirk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you're getting it from three different, not only three different timelines, but from also three different perspectives. So I'm fine with it. I think that makes the film better. Honestly, it you're still it, it, you're still very gritty um, with everything. And then when all the timeline comes together, it it for me it it ties up really nicely. So I have no problem when it comes to the different timelines and and, and like the different settings. I think that that makes it very interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know when we were originally like when we were talking about which categories we were going to talk about, and we read off Itania, you kind of made a noise, and I thought that meant that you weren't on board with the Itania nomination. What what was that about? I mean, like. I'm not gonna say it should win. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, for me, it's, it's it's fine. I'm not like yes, that should be 100 percent nominated. Yes, um, I mean I'm fine with the nomination. I'm I'm not. That's that's like, probably gonna be five for me. Mm-hmm. Honestly, is between Itony and, and three billboards. Um, yeah, those those are fighting for fifth place. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna not, name some other movies that I as I'm scrolling through the movies we saw from last year I'm gonna name some other ones um this one is more for me but mother I would definitely consider in this and I honestly would probably bump three billboards for it um, I would I would I would put mother in there okay what would you bump I Tanya I'm guessing again uh three billboards or I Tanya okay. I just don't think I mean those films for me like it's not it's not something that's you know when it comes to editing film editing for me it's not something that it's really like they didn't blow me away. The film that thing, if you get okay. what I'm saying. All right. Like Don Kirk, uh, let's say The Shape of Water, Mother, even. But I wasn't a huge fan of Mother, but like I said in the review, um, I respect the hell out of Mother. Yeah. And I would have given it, I would have given it, um, I definitely would have given it somebody. Else. Okay. And this is another interesting one then Logan Lucky. Oh, dude, I love Logan Lucky. Oh, I think um, editing is definitely a strong point in Logan Lucky, and yes, I don't think I would I, nominate it, but it's definitely one that I am considering as I pass it. Like that stands out to um, me. Th- name a few more, and I'll get back to it. Because that is what when you brought up Logan Lucky, I was like, oh man, like I would have nominated Daniel Craig for like supporting as well because he was amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, just keep reading through them, and, and I'll I'll, just, I'll go back to Logan. Okay, I'll go back. Um, I'm trying to see here. Personal Shopper, that's an interesting one. The Big Sick, I don't think that's like an editing-heavy movie. No. Um, I don't know. War for the Planet of the Apes, not necessarily. Uh, yeah. We, and this is something we should have done before. Uh, uh, that's all right. Um, you know? <laughs> this is what it is. Uh, all Eyes on Me, editing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, that was terrible. <laughs> that movie's so bad. Um, Wonder Woman, uh, maybe. I'm trying to. Nah, nah. I think Logan Lucky. I think Logan Lucky is the one. That yeah, was Logan Lucky thing. is an um, interesting one. Again, I don't think I would nominate, but it's definitely one that stood out to me as I was scrolling through them. Yeah, I'd probably take out Atanya and Billboard for Logan Lucky and um, and Mother. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people might say get out. I personally wouldn't for editing, but I could see that. Uh, Logan is an interesting one. I, 
that's one that I, I have on my side list, but I wouldn't probably ultimately bump anything for. Um, I don't know. This isn't like a, there's, I think they did a decent enough job with this category, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Um, yeah, man. Do you have anything else that you want to add? Uh, see, this is going to trigger a lot of people. I personally would also put Star Wars The Last Jedi on the side list. I love the way they put that movie no. together. No, I, I, um, no, I think, I think it's fine with visual effects. I don't think film editing, and I know what you're talking about when it's that one particular scene with, um, spoiler alert, by the way, <laughs> um, <laughs> still out, um, um, where you know what I'm talking about, where yeah, and I know, the ship. yeah, um, and that's don't get me wrong, it's a very well done scene, but I mean, for me, as well, like a whole the movie that was that was one scene, that was one. No, I'm not saying well that that's the that's, that's the only reason either, I just think the movie is well constructed, but I know. I, me saying that is triggering a lot of people right now, so I'm going to drop it because I don't want to start more Last Jedi debates. Um, uh, yeah, Good Time is also one that I would probably put on the side list, but ultimately I think they did a pretty good job with this list. I would jump, I would bump um, three billboards and put in, what was the one that we said? I don't remember now. Uh, Mother. I would put in Mother, to be honest, so... Yeah, uh, film editing, overall, I do think they did a pretty good job. Shape of Water is one that I'm, like, okay with. I'm not, like, pissed about it or anything. Um, so I'd probably leave Shape of Water, maybe. Honestly, now that I think about it, I might even bump it for Logan Lucky because I love the way that movie's put together as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So I guess my list ultimately would be Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I, Tanya, Mother, and Logan Lucky. What would your list be? Baby Driver, Dunkirk, Cape of Water, Mother, and Logan Lucky. Okay. All right. Um, and what what do you have as your number one, by the way? If I had to choose, I got on my new list. I'd probably do probably do Logan Lucky. But wow, since we have this, wow. yeah, dude, I I love Logan Lucky. You know, I know, I, love I know. I know. Um, that was, that was uh, yeah. Um, but. Um, I'm gonna have to go with. Um, I'm gonna have to go with, with with this particular list again. It's gonna be between Baby Driver and Dunkirk. Um, but if, who I think is gonna win? Probably Baby Driver. I, actually, I don't know because Kevin Spacey is in that. We so <laughs> probably <laughs> Dunkirk. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know if, but the thing is, if something like The Shape of Water or Three Billboards start sweeping the Oscars, like they start dominating, then I could easily see it being one of them as well. Uh, well, I mean, uh, so. the shape, I mean, Three Billboards is actually getting a lot of backlash right now just because of the the, the, the character. Yeah, which I don't know why it's getting backlash. Yeah, it's but a movie, so relax. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not oh, a real people. It's not a real person, guys. But, there's no need to be offended right now. I was reading an article about how some people are offended, and I was like, it's a movie. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Didn't happen in real life. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, I think Sam Rockwell might not even get, uh, might not even win just because of how, uh, just because of that. And I think it's absolute crap. Um, I don't know. People going to get over themselves. But, anyways, um, visual effects. So, visual effects, yep. we have Blade Runner 2049. Um, John Nelson, uh, Gerd Nefzer, Paul Lambert, and Richard R. Hoover. Those are the guys who did that. Um, 
Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Christopher Townsend, Guy Williams, Jonathan Faulkner, and Dan Sadek. And then we also have for uh, Kong Skull Islands, we have Steven Rosenbaum, uh, Jeff Jeff White, Scott Benza, and Mike uh, Mianodos. I don't know how to pronounce that name. Um, and then for Star Wars, The Last Jedi, we have Ben Morris, Mike Mulholland, Neil Scanlon, and Chris uh, Corbold. And then the last one for visual effects is War the War the Planet of the Apes, and that is Joe Lettery, Daniel Barrett, Dan Lemon, and Joel List. Um, Carlos, what do you think about this list? Because I think it's a pretty solid. I think this is out of all the lists that we've done. I think this is the most solid list that we that we have. I um, probably I agree. Have, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do have I do have two on like a side, but either or, I wouldn't be upset either way. Um, but I think this is the most solid list that that ha- that the Oscars has ever like that has ever been like this year mm-hmm. um, that, that they got right. Um, I think visual effects I and mean, I think they're all really well done. Um, There's one and, I would it's... take out personally. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, and this is one that I know we had talked about this a little before, but it's just it's popping out to me now. Kong Skull Island. I think it's a beautiful movie. I would definitely have considered it for cinematography. I believe I put it in my side list for cinematography. But I just, I would have much rather seen, you know, I I know the thought process is it kind of has to be either Guardians or Thor for this category, but I probably would have put them both on there and knocked out Kong Skull Island, to be honest. Like, yeah, I, but you're talking like visually, though. I, I know. think the visual, I think visually it was really well done. I mean, I think but that's cinematography. Was, I think, I think, um, uh, it's uh, visual effects. We're talking mostly CG type stuff. And yeah, and I think the CG was, was really well done, especially on Kong and, and him fighting. Fair. Um, yeah. Him fighting the, the monsters. I mean, I think that was really well done. Because I was actually looking at some of the some of these scenes on YouTube, and I was like, "Wow, like this is really well done. There's some really good. This is some really good stuff." All right. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think I think visually, like the visual effects, I think Kong Skull Island uh, it should be nominated. I mean, again, I'm not either way. I'm not mad. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I'm not mad either way. Um, I would have nominated the Pirates. I thought the I thought they're just their whole the the whole um. Captain Zalazar's crew, I thought they looked really, really amazing. And I think that is the best looking, um, that's like the best looking visually Pirates has ever done. And because, um, you know, I think, I think visually Pirates is, Pirates overall is pretty good. But I think they stepped, I think they took it up and that's when they did Captain Salazar's crew. And I think that looks visually stunning. Um, so I would have done it for, for Pirates, just for the visuals. Or, uh, like you mentioned earlier, I would have done it for Thor Ragnarok. I think visually Thor Ragnarok was also really, really, really well, well done. Um, what are you bumping for But those? again, I mean, again, I mean, I could go either or. Um, I would either bump... Um, I'd either bump Guardians okay. or... I mean, it's, I mean, it's a tough exactly, one. Exactly, you know? I mean, yeah. I, it's between Star Wars and Kung Fu Lion, maybe for yeah. for the second one. I mean, I'm not get me wrong. I mean, Star Wars: The Last Jedi is really, really well done. But um, I mean, 
I mean, again, I mean, I don't think that's what that, I don't think visually it's it's um, again, it's not something that I would do like, oh, my gosh, I like needs to be nominated. But again, I'm not mad at it because I understand why. I mean, they did have visually stunning things in that film, so I'm not mad about it. Um, but again, it's just a tough category. Like I said, this is the perfect um, this was the perfect list. Uh, I just had two maybe that I would uh, flip flop. But again, I'm not I'm not mad at this at this one. I think they did a pretty good job. Um, I think what's going to ultimately win mm-hmm. is War. If it War better. doesn't win, <laughs> yeah, War better win. Um, if not, they're probably going to go for. Um, they'd probably go for Kong Skull Island or Blade Runner twenty four nine. And this is going to be a really interesting category, and I want to see who wins because, I mean, all these all these movies are really good. So yeah. I mean, visually they're all really well done. So. I'm yeah. interested to see what we're really what what happens with that. Yeah, if it better be war in my, I think that should win, but I don't know what necessarily will. Um, and of course, we're not making our official predictions right now, by the way. So don't hold us to these. We will have an episode where we actually make our actual predictions, and um, hopefully, I come victorious. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> and hopefully we don't have a situation like last year where our good friend jared of tasty times pretends like he uh beat me but he didn't anyway um i'm not bitter anyway um, so yeah like i said thor uh i would probably put in there i would take out kong skull island and so my list would be blade runner guardians uh thor star wars and planet of the apes uh, but yeah, I, I understand the Kong one. So I'm, I'm, I'm with Ozzy that I'm like, I'm not upset about it either way. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I mean, visually, especially that, that scene where the helicopters are all going to the Island and you first see, um, King Kong. I mean, I think that was, that was one of the best scenes there. So, I mean, uh, visually, I think, I think visually these movies, especially Godzilla, um, they've been really well done, visually speaking. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't deny, uh, I can't deny the, the people who have done a good job on the visual effects, and these people go through their really well, really good job. So, um, yeah, I'm not, again, I'm not mad at this list. Um, I, I'm really interested. I mean, if it's one list that I'm surprisingly excited for, is this list because they, I mean, this is a tough, it, it's a tough category this year. And um, I'm definitely interested. And uh, I'm interested who's going to be nominated for this particular year, 2018. Yeah. Um, Because we have a lot of visually, you have a lot of visual movies coming out this year as well. So, yeah. yeah, One coming out in the next couple of weeks, uh, to be honest. So, uh, yeah. Um, All right. One more thing that I do want to mention with this category and talk about with this category, and we're probably going to talk about it again when we talk makeup, is The Shape of Water. Uh, Now, I mentioned to to you this before, but... The Shape of Water is an interesting case because I it almost feels like the Academy, and this is something that I um, saw online, but I completely agree with. It, it almost feels like the Academy didn't know whether the whether it was more CG driven or more makeup driven, so they just kind of split the vote and didn't nominate it for either, and that kind of sucks. <laughs> um, I, it, I just I don't know. I feel like the Shape of Water should have been recognized in either best makeup or best visual effects. And we're going to dive more into the best makeup category eventually. So we don't need to talk about that too much, but I also kind of, 
I don't know. I, I, it's just, it's interesting that it's not on this list, and I easily could have seen it on the best visual effects list as well. Um, ultimately, I didn't mention it in uh, my list because I would probably lean more to the makeup side of things, and I would have nominated it there, which again we'll talk about. But I, it's just really frustrating that wasn't nominated for either for me. But yeah. Uh, what do you think about The Shape of Water? Where would you lean in? Do you think it's more makeup or more CG? I, I gotta know more. I'm yeah. right now leaning towards more CG, um, just because, um, just because. I mean, I don't know the full details yeah. um, of of of, uh, of the story. I guess like yeah. of, of how they did it. Um, but I would lean toward more towards CG. And I mean, hey, if it is makeup, if it is makeup, it should have been nominated. should have been nominated. But I can't. Even then, I can't. Like, okay, even if we do say, okay, Ozzy, like it's CG. I can't be mad at the fact that it wasn't nominated because I mean we had I mean it was, this year was just such a competitive um, year when it came to visuals. You know what I understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, I mean I can't even be mad if it wasn't even nominated for uh, for visual effects. But if it is makeup, that's where I can be like, what the hell is this thing <laughs> not like in this category? Um, because it is just yeah. stupid. <laughs> But yeah, man. Uh, I, I, if we find out more, like before we do makeup, if we find out more information about like what was which, um, and if it's makeup, uh, I'll totally have you back on makeup. Hundred percent, right. back on makeup. All right. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for our this edition of our Road to the Oscars discussion. Uh, so yeah, Ozzy, do you want to uh, do recommendations? I guess. Um, my recommendation is to still not see Fifty Shades. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I'm gonna go ahead and um, I'm gonna go ahead and, re- and, and recommend uh, uh, again. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and recommend Agents of Shield. Uh, I don't think a lot of people expected that, but um, it's a good show. <laughs> and I, I was the episode behind, and I caught up, and I was just like, "This was a crazy, crazy, crazy uh, episode." Um, so I'm all caught up there. Um, I don't know when episodes are gonna return, um, but. We got like a huge reveal. Don't, don't say anything. I might be an episode behind. Something. <laughs> um, and I was just like, "Oh boy, I might cry." <laughs> but um, you know, again, I mean, it was just such a really well done episode, and yeah. that storyline I think has finally concluded. So it's very, I'm satisfied. Right. Um, but yeah, Carlos, uh, what do you got? My recommendation. Man, I watched a couple of good movies on Netflix recently, but I think I'm going to go with a new horror movie that Netflix just dropped a couple of days ago, and that is The Ritual. This movie is really, really creepy and really, really good. Um, the first half especially has a very much has a witch-like feel. And I really, really, really enjoyed this movie, especially for the first half. The second half gets it it gets a little bit uh too big in my opinion but overall i just i think this is a really well done horror movie uh from netflix so you should definitely check it out it's called the ritual um if you like horror i think this is definitely a must watch so uh, i quite enjoyed it so that's my recommendation um yeah i mean i haven't seen it um uh, well, you, and I was going to tell you to watch it, but I was like, no, there's no way he's going to watch it by himself. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, um, <laughs> for those of you guys who don't know, <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm not a huge horror guy. I think you guys got that. I know my friends, uh, my friends, uh, my friends know that every time it's a scary movie, I'm just like, so, uh, which one of you guys is going to call me to see this movie? I, um, I'm just going to announce something uh, okay. to my friends who listen. <laughs> Because uh, I've had I've had people that come to me and they're just like I'm like hey you want to go see something with me they're just like they're just like well is it gonna be good and I'm just like I I don't know and they're just like well because you've taken me to really bad movies before and I think I have to reiterate because I don't go to these movies knowing that it's gonna be bad <laughs> <laughs> and I think those people I like you know because I get I get that all the time like oh like these movies are taking me to have been bad and I'm just like I don't I didn't know that they were gonna be bad. And I'm in the same boat as you, and I just said it earlier in the podcast. When I go to a theater to sit through a two-hour movie, I want to enjoy myself. I don't want to sit there miserable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, <laughs> I feel like people need to know that um, before going to the movie with me. Um, just because there's, there's asterisks to going to the movie, and I feel like I have to explain myself every time I go to the movie. Because it's just like, it's, it's ridiculous. But, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> It's really weird, man. People blame me for the movie being bad, and I'm just like, I I wasn't a part of the production, though, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I can't I can't really help you out there. But um, but yeah, but all right, uh, closing this episode out, Carlos. Where can people find you on social media? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry four five six, and of course, make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfiles, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and of course, uh, get Brianna's content on the website. She does a great job on here, and she does a great job on the website, so you should definitely check that out. Yeah, 100%. Um, and you can find me on Castro Ozzy on Twitter. I'm in, on Twitter a little bit more than usual, Carlos. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, yeah. I've been on a little bit more, a little definitely. more than usual. Um, I'll be, I'll, like, I'll, 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 like, and I'm, I'm also there reading a lot more stuff as well. Um, so definitely, if you guys have any, if you guys want to tweet me, tweet me, tweet me there, and I'll respond. Um, you guys can also find me on um, on on the email that I'll say like a thousand million times. Ozzy.caster at screenfellows.com. If you guys have any questions and discussions that you guys want to or want us to talk about, um, yeah, email us, email me on there, and uh, we'll definitely we'll definitely talk about it. Um, maybe depending on what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all right, guys. Um, guys, we hope you guys enjoy the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check us out on YouTube, guys. This is Stream Cards.